This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. experts actually testified with 99.999% accuracy and certainty that a minimum of 140,000 fraudulent mail-in ballots with bad signatures were counted in our election. It's outrageous, bogus signatures. These signatures are so bad, as my attorney said, you could be blind in one eye and half blind in another and pick this out. So I want to show you some of these bad signatures that were passed. Take a look here. Okay, take a look here. These were passed. Now, I want, for fairness here, this is evidence that came out of 2020. The reason I'm showing it to you is this exact same procedure is going on. Some of these exact same bogus voters' ballots were counted in 2022. They didn't change a darn thing once they learned how rotten the system was. Look at these. Do those two match? It's unbelievable. These are just four examples, by the way. There were 40,000 ballots with this exact same problem in 2020. And three whistleblowers down at Maricopa County who worked in signature verification came forward after November 8th, 2022, and testified that those same horrific failures in signature verification happened again in this election. And this is where it's really shocking. They testified that they were detecting between 10,000 and 14,000 bogus bad signatures every single day during the signature verification process. And when they would go home at night, somebody pushed those right on through to be counted. These people are crooks. These people are stealing our government. I wish I could share every bit of testimony we have, every bit of sworn documentation that we have, every bit of evidence, but literally we would have to be here for a full day, maybe a day and a half. And I know that you guys are hot, so we're, I'm going to go over some of the highlights. How's that? But I do want to hit on some of the big bombshells that our team has uncovered. First of all, let's start with 300,000 ballots with zero chain of custody. I'm gonna explain this in slow motion, real in in easy terms for the simpletons in the media back there. (laughs) Testimony from our whistleblowers down at Runbeck proves that. 300,000 ballots lacked chain of custody. For those of you who don't understand what chain of custody is it, is, it is basically the law that ensures that illegal ballots don't get counted and don't infect our elections. And we know that 300,000 illegal ballots 
because they didn't have chain of custody were counted in the final total. They came out of Hobbs's closet. They came <laughs> Well, we don't have absolute proof of that, but sir, if you can offer me that. He said, they came out of Hobbes' closet. See, we Republicans still have a sense of humor for the media back there. We do not have proof of that, sir, but I'm happy to look into that. I want to tell the media, your fellow countrymen are counting on you to start to tell the truth about this. Okay, it's Tuesday, 31 January, in the year of our Lord, 2023. <clears throat> we are absolutely packed today, uh, wall-to-wall. We got Tiffany Justice uh, updates on um, explosive uh, proclamation by uh, Sen- uh, Governor DeSantis today about the schools in Florida. She's going to be here to talk about Boris. Big controversy about the fundraising of President Trump. Boris is here to set things right. Second hour, we got uh, this emergency use authorization now. Biden's caught out. Naomi Wolf's going to be here to break down Stefanik, Tom Massey. Everybody over the House is all over this about saying, no, we're not going to do 100 days. We're going to stop it immediately. And, of course, Jack Posobiec, it's the 80th anniversary of Stalingrad, of uh, the, the German 6th Army uh, surrendering. Jack Posobiec uh, is going to be here in the second hour to go through it. One of the things, there's so much going on, you've got to really curate. You know, we're, we're working on 20 or 30 major stories, all signal every day. This is a pure signal because it shows you not just the staying power of our movement, but where people are and where this movement really is. And I got to tell you, it's more on fire than uh, I've ever seen in the 12 or 14 years I've been doing this. Um, I want to bring in Carrie Lake. Carrie, uh, elections have consequences and stolen elections have catastrophic consequences the election in Arizona is not fully stolen because we have not gone through the court system. And obviously you have overwhelming evidence of how this was stolen, where it was stolen, and actually why it was stolen. But this rally, and I really want to give uh, Rob Sig, the team at Real America's Voice, uh, Amanda Head, and Ben Burkwam for covering this. On Sunday, that rally is still having repercussions. I know because people that talk about it here in D.C. like, wow, do you see that at Cary Lake, three or 4,000 people? on uh, basically a rally that started at halftime of the uh, Mahomes versus Burrow, Chiefs versus Bengals game, probably the finest game of the season in the National Football League. You had thousands of people there. I mean, you turned out the, the crowd outside was bigger than the crowd inside. But it was the content, as much as the enthusiasm people were seeing there, it was your straightforward way of explaining to the national media and the global media, really, uh, how this thing was stolen. And then all of a sudden... Now they're threatening to, what is it, uh, throw you in jail? They're, this is, they're coming after you with criminal complaints. Katie Hobbs and her, and her, and her uh, cartel lawyer, right, with, with the phony attorney general, they're coming at you with, uh, they're coming at you with, a, with a criminal complaint about this because now they're caught out, ma'am. Yep, yeah, and the Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, um, who was a cartel lawyer, and obviously, uh, he's been covering cartel law, not constitutional law, because he is suggesting that Chris Hayes, the newly selected uh, AG 
criminally prosecute me on felony charges for putting out information on Twitter, they say, that breaks the law. It was the signature verification stuff that you just talked about there. And they say because I put it out on the Internet, it broke the law. This was information that was released about a week ago. And as public evidence in a Arizona Senate hearing on election fraud. And this information was made public through the Arizona Senate. We put the information out. You just saw us put it out again. This information, by the way, was shared through the Arizona Senate. It was shared through the Arizona Senate, and um, it ended up going over the Internet when it was shared because it was streamed live across the world. And so he wants Chris Mays, the AG, to criminally prosecute me for telling people about the exorbitant levels of fraud in our election. It's interesting. They just don't want us talking about the election theft. It really shows you that we're on to something here. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. They saw that rally and they go, oh, my God, the people, they've seen the polling. Look at the polling's outrageous. People are saying, hey, they know she stole it. She's totally illegitimate. She's not that forceful of personality anyway. You know, she's going to hide in the cave as she did during the campaign. But um, and they've got some bad hombres in that in the AG's office. And I mean, they've been staffing up over there with killers. Yeah, the AG's and office. They understand the- to stop to, 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 to stop Carrie Lake. They're not going to be able to play conventionally. I mean, this is outrageous. Well, You're sitting there in a court case, and, and they're going to come after you with criminal charges. Is, is, am I right? Is that what your understanding is? They're going to try to criminalize this? Yeah, uh, class six felony. They're going to try to uh, go after me for telling people about these bogus signatures, hundreds of thousands of them. And it's interesting that Adrian Fontes would be the one suggesting this because these bogus signatures that were shown as evidence in this Arizona Senate hearing came from 2020 when he was in charge of the Maricopa County stolen election, the one that stole the election from Trump. So he's worried about his handiwork getting out there into the public. But the irony of all of this is by him doing such a boneheaded thing, uh, this has been uh, trending on Twitter all day. Journalists have been sharing this. Uh, Non-journalists have been sharing it. It's been going around the world, and people are seeing just how bad the signature verification is here in Maricopa County. And so it's actually putting a, a, a big, loud megaphone out there to tell the people of the world how bad our elections are run in Maricopa County and in Arizona. And Adrian Fontes, when he was the county recorder, he really kicked off election fraud in this state in a big, big way. This shows you also the uh, the brilliance of Wendy Rogers, correct, about how w- Wendy Rogers is comporting herself in holding these hearings, ma'am? Yeah, they held another one yesterday. So much information coming out. They found what yesterday I think they released more than 10,000 votes that never got counted from Election Day that they just discovered. Unbelievable stuff. You really need to go find it and watch it if you're interested in learning more about election integrity. Um, these These Senate hearings have been incredible. And when you see these signatures, Steve, this isn't this isn't kind of like, oh, I forgot to cross the T the way I normally do, or I uh, made my R a little bit different. These don't even match in any way, shape, and form. These are absolutely fraudulent signatures that get counted as legal votes, and they're not. 
And we've got to get to the bottom of this. Mail-in ballots are fraught with fraud, and they don't want me, with my megaphone, with my huge presence on social media, telling the voters of Arizona about this, telling the people of Arizona. You're right. They saw that rally. They freaked out. They said, oh, my gosh, standing room only, four times the capacity of the venue. The fire marshal came in and threatened to shut the whole thing down. They had to pull people out in order for us to continue. And they're afraid. They're very afraid because Katie Hobbs, she can't even go out in public. Uh, somebody sent me a video of somebody who did run into her in public and, and a, a person yelled out, you're not our governor. Carrie Lake is our governor. She knows she's a fraud. Everybody in the state knows she's a fraud. And now they're trying to weaponize our stolen government against me because I am speaking the truth and I am blowing the lid off of their fraudulent elections. And they know that in the polling, I know the, uh, the consultants here in town just got some new polling and it shows I'm the most popular Republican in the entire state and that I could win pretty much any seat I decide to run for. They know that and they're all freaked out about it. I want to address that. In fact, I'd ask you if you could please hold through the break because I've got to ask you that question about some comments that um, John Thune made, who is kind of uh, Mitch McConnell's mini-me. But I wanted, one of the reasons I think they feared <laughs> it is that audience, <laughs> that audience, we'll do this after the break, that audience, that that crowd that showed up was Arizona. You said it, it was Arizona. These are middle-class, working-class people that are taking the time away on their Sunday and they are fired up. I mean, when you're going through the presentation, they know exactly what you're talking about. They're on top of the topics. It's the worst nightmare for people like Hobbs, is it not, ma'am? Absolutely. I mean, and what the reason that we, we decided to hold a rally, we, we only planned that, Steve, one week out. That wasn't like it was planned for months. That was one week out. We told people about the rally. We wanted to update them on our court case because the fake news has been telling them it's over. She lost. Don't worry about it. And it's not over. We're in the appellate court. We have the strongest election case this country's ever seen, and it's moving through the court system. And I'm not going to give a back down one bloody inch. We're not backing down one inch on this. We're taking it all the way to the Supreme Court because we have the evidence and we have the law on our side. We're looking for some judges who will apply the law correctly. And they're scared to death because when I get into office, guess what we're going to do? We're going to find out who these criminals are. And there will be justice. Uh, Carrie Lake, just hang on for one second. We're going to hold you a few minutes through the break. Boris is going to join us about this, uh, about the fundraising at the Trump campaign. Tiffany Justice will be here to talk about Governor DeSantis down in Florida. All of it, only place, the war room. We rejoice when there's no war. Let's take down the CC. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, cpac.org slash war room. We want to see all the war room posse there. We're going to be nonstop. Real America's voice is going to be there. We're going to do the open studio as we did in uh, Arizona at Turning Point and in Dallas at, uh, at CPAC. Carrie, Carrie Lake was the biggest hit. I, I, I don't know if I can say the biggest. I thought you were the biggest, but I don't want to get into Charlie Kirk and all these other guys. We had some <laughs> pretty intense moments. But, uh, Carrie, you were great. We're going to do it again. It's going to be all of our contributors, all the stars, everything. Be, and then we're going to do the breakout rooms, hang out, just like we did in Phoenix and like we did in Dallas. Want everybody it's great. CPAC.org slash World I'll be there. Really excited. President Trump's already I'm, committed to speak. Carrie Lake's going to be, be there. I'm going to be speaking you as well. You never know. Maybe Carrie... Carrie Lake may even pop into the War Room show, so you just never know if we're lucky enough. <laughs> you um, know I will. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie um, next week begins. They're talking about now the convergence of all these hearings, and a lot of them are going to start simultaneously <clears throat> or maybe slightly staggered. But they're talking about the, the Homeland Security, I think, is going to get down to the – or maybe even judiciary is going to get down into the border and some of the issues with the border and about the law of the border, all of that. Uh, people don't – that didn't follow the Arizona race closely, just believe the mainstream media said, but think all you talked about was 2020 election fraud. I covered, we covered that race closer than anybody. You're, and that was part of it. Don't get me wrong. You, you're all about, we got to get these elections sorted and we're not going to let this happen again. It's outrageous. But your number one thing was that, hey, the moment you take your hand off the Bible being sworn in, you're declaring an emergency, you're declaring an invasion of the border, you're going to designate the cartels as a, as a criminal organization, and you're going to set things right down there with a wall, with, uh, with uh, you know, getting the cartel out of Arizona, the money laundering, right. everything that goes on. In fact, I think it's one of the reasons that the establishment there, realizing cartel money is going to be cut off, wanted, wanted to thwart you. But uh, give us – next week they're going to start making it to national and international attention. What are your thoughts right now, particularly when you – how do you have a cartel lawyer as part of the illegitimate Hobbs regime <laughs> in Arizona? How do you have a, essentially a mob lawyer – uh, as uh, as a as a member of the, in particular, somebody's supposed to be overseeing balloting. How does that work, ma'am? Oh man, it's so corrupt right now. We this stolen election because we didn't do anything after 2020. We allowed another steal. Now we have literally the cartel completely controlling our state. They've taken our government from we the people. I mean, they couldn't get someone like me in office, even though overwhelmingly we won in a landslide. I'm too dangerous to their plan. I throw a wrench in their plan. We shut down illegal activity at the border. I'm so sick of these um, these weak politicians and weak governors who act like there's nothing they can do. Oh, we need the federal government to help. No, we don't. You are a sovereign state. Do your job and protect your citizens. And they knew on day one, minute one, hand comes off the Bible, we declare an invasion on the border, and we get boots on the ground. And we start empowering our sheriffs. We start empowering law enforcement to stop this madness because we're tired of being a pipeline for fentanyl, which is killing our children. We're tired of watching people in states all across the country, this young generation, die from fentanyl poisoning. And we're tired of watching children being trafficked, women being trafficked, people being smuggled, our jobs being taken. 
I mean, this is a serious crisis. It's a national security crisis. And I'm tired of these politicians acting like they have, there's nothing they can do about it. And they were scared to death. Our border policy is the strongest border policy this country's ever seen. We had planned to put that into play and into action on day one. And that's why they said, holy crap, we got to steal this election. We cannot let that woman, we can't let that fed up mom become governor of Arizona at any cost. We got to stop her. Uh, Carrie, have you ever met uh, John Thune, Senator from uh, South Dakota? Have you ever met him? No, I haven't. Have you ever have you ever talked to him on the phone? You ever he ever called you or ever had conversation on the phone with Senator Thune? No, I mean we had people like Marsha Blackburn come out and do some campaigning, and she loves our policy. She loved that we were going to be tough on the border, that we were going to start bringing back trade skill training into our high schools so our kids were prepared for jobs and bring safety back to our streets. But Senator Thune never did contact me. No. So there's been polling out that shows uh, in in a, in a race that you would be, uh, and unfortunately you're going to be governor of of, uh, of uh, Arizona. So this is not really apply. But in a Senate race, I don't know, you would be at forty forty five percent. Ruben Gago would be at twenty five percent or something like that, and 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 Cinema would be at fifteen percent. But he's out. I think he's out. And we're trying to get the clip. He's saying what Cinema ought to do is flip to the Republican Party. And then she could run. And the reason we want her to run is because then you wouldn't have these people, these extremists who only (laughs) talk about election fraud. I just want to reiterate in your campaign, ma'am, the number one and most important issue with 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 election integrity and election crimes, all that being up there very much at the top was the invasion of Arizona, uh, the invasion of our country going through Arizona with the cartels making money. And Thune Absolute. never contacted you about that, never talked to you about that. Is that what is he implying uh, that is he implying that, would that be you, the extremist he's talking about, man, when he talks <laughs> about Kristen Cinema flipping parties? Yeah, he is would he? rather have someone who votes with Joe Biden in 90, what, 95 percent of the time, which is Kirsten Cinema as senator, than somebody who wants to put Arizona first to protect the people of Arizona, protect our border, make sure our kids are getting a proper education. That is crazy. I don't know who this guy is, but dude, you got to you got to check this out. This is not smart. We don't want a liberal. We're trying to move some of these people who are leftists out of office so that we can secure our border. In social policy, she's the most woke ever. Right. Her policies on abortion, all this. It's outrageous. Even even think about that. And the people in Arizona. Yeah, I used to cover her when Uh, I was once again. I covered her when I was a journalist, and I think for a while there she even called herself a socialist. And her voting record is incredibly, incredibly liberal. I think she did a couple things that showed she might have had, uh, you know, a, a little, a little bit of some guts. And people, you know, were so shocked to see anybody in the Senate or or House do something that showed a little bit of courage, and they got all crazy and excited. And you know what? Everybody who is in the House, everybody in the Senate should be doing courageous things every single day, not once or twice a year. Is the message from this Carrie Lake is not going to back down one inch even when they come after you criminally? Because they are, because the only way to stop you is to try to do the same kind of thing they're doing with President Trump. Are you going to back down one inch, ma'am? We're not backing down one inch. We're going to fight harder today than we did yesterday and harder tomorrow tomorrow and the next day, and the next day, because we are right. 
We are in the right here. And, you know, I hope that they'll reconsider using our government that they've stolen against their political opponents. I hope what they'll do while there's squatters in there is actually launch a criminal investigation into Stephen Richer and Bill Gates, who ran Maricopa County election, the fraudulent election. I hope they'll actually look back at the 2020 election and maybe they should look into Adrian Fontes's behavior and actions in that 2020 election, which was fraught with fraud as well. Carrie, how do people uh, get to you, how they support you, how they follow you on social media? Thank you. You can go to carrylake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. Go to my Twitter page. That's the, the Twitter page that has Adrian Fontes in a panic. And you can see what is all about. And you can see some clips from our uh, rally if you missed it. And you can find us on Rumble. You can find us on Getter. We're on Facebook. Uh, just look for Carrie Lake, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. See you at CPAC, Carrie. Thank you very much. Honored okay. to have you here. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Let's play the clip and then we'll bring Boris in after the break. Let's play this clip. Mr. Trump, raising nine and a half million dollars in the last six weeks of 2022, which is two million less than he raised in the six weeks before his launch. That relatively weak return now triggering kind of a, a revamp or a rethink inside the Trump campaign for what's expected to be a competitive Republican primary in the next year. NBC News senior politics reporter John Allen helped break this exclusive story along with our colleague Mark Caputo. So, John, you know, there's an argument to be made that that. And there was the argument that was being made before Mr. Trump announced his campaign so soon after the midterms that this could be, in fact, problematic here. Talk about the timing. Talk about what Team Trump plans to do about this. Sure, absolutely. And if you look inside these numbers, the 9.5 million, Hallie, there are about 300,000 donors that he got money from. Uh, 99.48% of those uh, donors are under that $200 limit, which means that uh, about uh, 3,000 of his donors are, are people giving 200 or more. So he's still got that small dollar fundraising base. But in terms of the time of this announcement, Donald Trump was anxious to announce, super anxious to announce. Uh, he wanted to do it as early as July. He ended up getting convinced not to do it before the midterms. And then as a result, uh, when he anxiously got out uh, and announced the campaign right after the midterms, he's doing so in kind of a fundraising doldrums for all campaigns. They know that immediately after an election, it's harder to raise money. In addition to that, Mr. Trump has been uh, banned from Facebook uh, since January 6th. Well, technically January 7th, but basically since uh, inciting the riot at the Capitol. So um he has not had that uh, that platform to use to do fundraising uh, since he launched the uh, launched the campaign. But he's going to get that back. Facebook is going to allow him back, so that'll be helpful to him. And of course, uh, he is starting to build out the fundraising operation. A clear acknowledgement that it's not going the way he would like. He's hired a new digital uh, digital vendor to do that fundraising in addition to the one that he already had. Uh, we're probably going to see something like a traditional big money uh, structure from his campaign as well, where you have bundlers that uh, get checks at, at big fundraising events. So you've laid out some of the reasons why it's believed that he could, in fact, bolster some of his, his campaign cash here. What about his potential Republican rivals here, right? Because once they announce, they will begin fundraising, too. Uh, the former president likely has the, of course, biggest name recognition out of any of them in the mix so far. Yeah, and uh, what a lot of these other folks are going to do is go to big donors. For instance, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, all signs are that uh, he's certainly thinking about running for president and probably going to get into the race. Um, you know, he just ran a race in Florida that he won by 20 points. Uh, 
donors all over the country were giving to that race. This is somebody who has the capacity to raise uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, there are several other candidates that might get in the race. Mike Pence, uh, the former vice president, for example, who have longtime donors to their campaign. So, uh, you know, you can expect that this is going to be an expensive race for the Republican primary. And it's, it's just starting out. But, um, you know, Trump has seen some donor fatigue. The guy hits uh, yeah. his donors with fundraising requests day in and day out. Um, and he's going to have to figure out how to get fair them. warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Boris joins us by, Boris joins us by by phone. Hey, Boris, so I'm confused here, and you're going to have to unconfuse me. Every poll I'm seeing coming out now, particularly as President Trump has kind of rebooted and and had this great launch in South Carolina and New Hampshire the other day. And every day we're getting a great, I've got it pinned up. If you go to my getter account, he came out hard today. I pinned it. It's getting massive traffic. I mean, every day he's dropping another bomb on those great video series you guys are doing. This one's about child abuse and about the whole thing on the gender affirmation. And I think he goes for four minutes and he just lays down. But here's what I'm confused about. And you've always been my numbers guy when it comes to the polling's showing bigger spreads. Yeah, John Allen, I've got, I know you know John well. I know him well. I got a lot of respect for him and Caputo. But there's got to be something missing. Why, he's saying there's donor fatigue at the same time we're seeing bigger spreads on the, uh, bigger spreads on the, um, on the, uh, on, on the polling. How does that, wh- help me out there. I'm confused. No doubt about it, Steve. Great to be here. Uh, honor to be with you and the posse. First of all, I'd like to correct Ms. Hallie Jackson uh, from repeating her comments about the president. When speaking about President Trump, it's not Mr. Trump. It's President Donald J. Trump, ma'am. Just you know, put that out there in case Hallie Jackson forgot. me try to put it out of her mind those four years President Trump was president. And by the way, winning in 2020 as well as he's going to do in 2024. So just want to make sure we, uh, we give that tip to Hallie Jackson and any others so they're not confused about who they're talking about. It is President Donald J. Trump. In terms of the numbers, Steve, here's the bottom line. President Trump announced halfway through the fourth quarter. And the number that's about 9.5 million is from November 15th to the end of the year. From October 1 to November 15, entities affiliated with President Trump, State of America and others, raised 11.8 million. So in the fourth quarter, President Trump raised over $20 million. Over $20 million. Also, and this is so vital, just in the $9.5 million from November 15th, 
291,617 donors gave 200 or less, meaning 99.5, effectively, percent of the contributions were small dollar donations, the average being $32.32. For comparison, in Q3 of 2015, the quarter that President Trump announced his run in 2015, he raised a total for the whole quarter, $3.9 million and 74,000 donating in small chunks. So again, what is happening is President Trump is absolutely dominating fundraising. And any, any statement, suggestion, or let's be honest, opinion to the contrary is 1,000% incorrect. And in terms of how much he's dominating the others who are quote-unquote running for president, well, he's blowing them out because there's no one else who's had the guts to declare to run for president because they are, as you said, sir, the Keebler elves. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't want to get into it, and they don't want to get crushed by President Donald J. Trump. Okay, hold on. I just want to go back to this math for a second. Also, not to put too fine a point on it, but he announces on the 15th, Thanksgiving's the next week. The day after Thanksgiving is kind of the kickoff to the Christmas season. It's literally it's five or six days you've got people's attention until they go into the holidays, and people realize President Trump's in for the long haul. I'll get back to this to January and February. I mean, it's essentially, you say halfway through the quarter, basically a week, right? I mean, before people are right. all of a sudden Thanksgiving and they're in Christmas and they got this stuff on their mind, they're saying, hey, Trump's in for this thing for the long haul. I had his back before. I got it again. I'll get to it after the holiday. I'll hit him with something in January, February. I mean, that's, that's it. But I want to go through the math to make sure people understand what the real number is. Because NBC should have picked this up. Walk me through just the math again about what the real number is. The real number. And this is an NBC story about, you know, 15 paragraphs down. President Trump, first presidential campaign announced on the 15th, raised $9.5 million. $9.5 million. From October 1 to November 15th, the first half of the quarter, entities affiliated with President Trump, Save America, PAC, and others, raised $11.8 million. So if you combine that, you're at $21.3 million in Q4, whereas all the other, quote-unquote, pretenders for, for the non- Republican nomination of president raised a total, huge, staggering, zero in their runs for president because they're not running for president. They don't want to go up against President Trump. They don't want to get mashed in the face. Like Mike Tyson said, you always know, any plan's good until you're mashed in the face. And President Trump, as he said over the weekend, is as angry as ever, as committed as ever. And as you see in his videos, he's all in and will absolutely dominate on his way back to the White House in 2025. Boris, I know you got to run, but it's the today's the 90th anniversary. I got Jack Basovic on the next hour to talk about the fought, the, the the surrender. Uh, the only field marshal in history, I think, to surrender in the field, uh, field marshal Paulus to the Russian army on the, the 80th, 80th uh, anniversary of, of, of Stalingrad, first field marshal. Um, set a bad trend, I guess, with the Wehrmacht, right? You've got, you've got, right. uh, you've got German go well tanks. You got, <laughs> did not go all downhill. Uh, you've got German tanks about to run across it. Give me your thoughts on the understanding of the American people on the scale and brutality of Stalingrad and what happens in Ukraine. Stalingrad was a turning point in history, Stephen. I think that is absolutely irrefutable. Because if the Germans were to win at Stalingrad, and for those who care, I would urge you to look at a map of the former Soviet Union, look at the map of Russia. If they win at Stalingrad, 
and they have their path down the Volga River, down to the down to the Caucasus, all the way through to the Crimea, to the oil fields. That war likely would have been over, and then you would have had the Nazi Germany connect with Imperial Japan, and that's it. Good night, good luck. So the stand by the Soviet army, and, and that included Russians, Ukrainians, Georgians, Belarusians, Kazakhstan, you name it, right? The stand by that army at, uh, at Stalingrad. And frankly, the, the st- strategic approach by, by General Zhukov to encircle the German army, to encircle, encircle Paul's army, is something that, that, that changed history forever, but is also a lesson. And this is a lesson the wars in Eastern Europe are not something to be taken lightly. And fighting in Eastern Europe is not something to be provoked or, or to, be, uh, to be escalated. It is something to tip, tamp down as quickly as possible. And as President Trump said, we need to end that war. He would end it in 24 hours. Unfortunately, with hopeless, pathetic Biden in office, it seems like it likely may not end until President Trump is back in the Oval Office. By the way, a lot of wisdom there. When you're playing that part of the world, when it starts escalating, it gets out of control. This is the law of unintended consequences. And we need people with wisdom and judgment and toughness. We need Trump more than ever right now to solve this thing. This is going to metastasize, trust me. Yes, sir. And it's not just World War II. Go back. Go back to the Napoleonic Wars. Go back to the Crimean Wars. Go back to World War I. Of course, World War II. This is not an area that you take lightly. That is, this is not an area that you throw arms and money and ammunition and instructors and think it's just going to stay contained. This is not Vietnam. Vietnam was a horror show. This is a world-scale disaster waiting to happen. And by the way, I don't know if anybody's heard, but Russia's got a huge stockpile of dot, dot, dot nuclear weapons. This is a mess. It's a mess that's got to end now, but I have very little hope because of the pathetic lack of leadership from the United States. When you have an illegitimate leader, a sad leader, a leader who doesn't know where he is in Joe Biden, this is what happens. Elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Uh, Boris, what, is your, uh, what are your coordinates so people can get to all your social media? Thank you, Steve. Again, an honor to be with you, an honor to be with the posse. My information, the website is borascp.com. We're hot on borascp.com. Sign up right now. Hot on Getter at borascp, on Twitter at borascp, hot on True Social at Boris, and the hottest on the gram. Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless all offense. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, brother. Uh, MyPillow.com 2.0. The, the new MyPillow has launched. We launched it here. By the way, Mike Lindell is going to be on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. It's already going viral. Mike Lindell is going to be in like some cage or something. He's Because he's not vaxxed. They won't let him. He's going to be in where the claw goes down. He picks up the toys. I got, got, and Mike Lindell, he's, Mike Lindell's crazy enough. He's going to go do it. Because he wants to get the word, he wants to get the word out. I think they got ten million hits the last time on YouTube. The last time Mike Lindell was there. MyPillow.com promo code Warum. You get the two buy one get one free on the new technology of the MyPillow 2.0. Go there today and get it. And of course, Mike's going to be with us at CPAC. The entire posse you get to meet him up close and personal. Okay, let's go ahead and play. Can I play the open? I got Tiffany Justice for the Moms for Liberty, but I want to play this. Um, Haley Jackson went after President Trump, then she went after Governor DeSantis. So let's let's play the Governor DeSantis hit, and then we'll bring in Tiffany Justice. The first thing that we're going to propose is we want to make sure that everybody that goes through a Florida university uh, has to take certain core course uh, requirements 
that's really focused on giving them the foundation so that they can think for themselves. And the core curriculum must be grounded in actual history, the actual philosophy that has shaped Western civilization. Um, our institutions will be graduating students, I think, with degrees that are going to be meaningful. We don't want students to go through at taxpayer expense and graduate with a degree in zombie studies. And so this is going to make a difference. We are also going to eliminate all DEI and CRT bureaucracies in the state of Florida. No funding, and that will wither on the vine. And I think that that's very important because it really serves as an ideological filter, a political filter. You've seen different things. I mean, New College has really embraced that, and that's part of the reason I think it hasn't been successful. Governor DeSantis down in Florida, he is rolling out some big changes to public colleges and universities in the state, laying out a plan to focus on what he calls, he calls education, not indoctrination making hiring processes stricter, and banning DEI programs, diversity, equity, and inclusion. He also appears to be taking some specific, specific aim at a small liberal arts school in Sarasota, stacking the board of trustees with six conservative allies, with that new board planning some major changes to the new College of Florida. They are meeting right now while students in the area protest. If we allow them to succeed here, they will continue this authoritarian takeover of public institutions everywhere under their control. It could happen to your school next if you don't help defend New College. I want to bring in NBC's Maura Barrett, who is all over this story for us. Maura, you previewed this for us last night on my other show at 5 p.m. on streaming. You spoke, you went down to the school. You've spoken with people there. It's tiny, right? Less than 500 students, fewer than, excuse me. Fewer than 700 students are enrolled. What's up with this school? Like, why is DeSantis picking at this one in particular? And what do these changes mean? Well, this is a small public university, so that means that there's state oversight. It's something that Governor DeSantis can have control over and why he's able to appoint those new trustees. And the, both the governor and the new board of trustees have pointed to low retention rates or low salaries for graduates coming out of new colleges, why they're working uh, on these changes. But students, parents, faculty that I spoke with in the area haven't expressed concern about this. The flexible learning style and the smaller class sizes is actually something that they welcome and why they chose to go to new college, and they're more concerned about this small school setting, the, setting an example for universities across the state, which is what we saw with that proposal that you laid out that the governor introduced just this morning. I want to hear quickly some of the conversations I had with both faculty and students when I visited campus. We very much do feel like political pawns in, in the greater culture war and our governor's um, national political ambitions. Politics shouldn't really be playing a big role in our education. Okay, we're going to take a short break. This is not about politics. In fact, we're going to pull the camera back and uh, talk to someone who's become an expert at the elementary school level, in the middle school level, at the school level, about what's really going on. What are the stakes about kids actually getting access to learn? Take the politics out of it. Next, in the world, Tiffany Justice. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. 
In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, for Getter Update, we've got uh, Calamity Jane is going to be on with one of the former Trump campaign people at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, she's going to be up on Getter for a live stream. Want everybody check that out. And then uh, uh, Grace Chung, the Queen of the Trolls, and Captain Bannon are going to live stream Mike Lindell live tonight. That'll be, I think, 11.30 Eastern Standard Time uh, at uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Show. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, I asked Tiffany Justice. Tiffany, Florida had the point from New College because MSNBC is in full meltdown today on Governor DeSantis. But in Florida, there's there's deeper issues going on, and and you're at the deck plates, in the elementary, and the junior highs, and the high schools, with with uh, with the parental rights movement. What is happening in Florida? Why? So, because now it's a global issue, right? And everybody's focused on this. What exactly is happening in Florida? And let's take the politics out of it. I'm just telling the basics about learning, formation, how k- kids get access to the best education in the world. What's going on? Well, I'd love to take the politics out of it. In fact, American parents would love to have the politics taken out of their children's classroom. We are at war in this country. I think I told you early on that one of my friends said to me, Tiffany, you guys are war moms now. I I didn't realize at first, but truly our our children's classrooms are one of the battlegrounds. I think the dictionary is the other one. Uh, But our children are caught in the crosshairs of this culture war that is happening. And uh, oftentimes the unions, I believe the, the foot soldiers of the progressive far left, are pushing so much toxic ideology into these schools. And you see Governor DeSantis finally taking a stand against it. And you're right, they are melting down, like toddlers having a temper tantrum, melting down about the fact that he would like to get back to the basics and truly make sure that children are getting a good education in school. We have rampant educational failure happening in America. 
You have many guests that come on and talk about threats to the United States. I submit that the greatest threat to the United States is a nation of children who are not learning how to read in our classrooms. We spend so much money on public education and we have many wonderful people. And I'll talk a little bit about what Governor DeSantis is about to do to protect teachers and to make sure that they're being paid well. Um, he really is trying to reform public education. And as you know, Moms for Liberty is working very hard to reclaim those school board seats so we can be in the position to actually do and make those reforms come to be. But these are not political or partisan issues. Parents have the fundamental right to direct the education of their child. At no point does anyone say that's solely for Democrats or that's solely for Republicans. And the sooner that Americans can come together across party lines, across racial lines, across religious lines, all of these different ways that CRT and all of this other critical theory is seeking to divide us. As soon as we can get past that and come together, that's when we're really gonna see America become once again a, a a country that puts kids first, respects parents, and respects our freedoms and liberties, the founding principles of our country. You know, President Trump said in these speeches the other day, I think it was in New Hampshire, he took some time, he said, parental rights. He says, you mentioned parental rights a couple of years ago. People, Of course you got parental rights. Now it's like a hot button issue. The people on the other side of the football on this, the school boards, the administrators, the teachers and the unions, why are they so adamantly opposed? And, and, and I'll throw in the librarians in there, too. Why are they so adamantly opposed to parents who just say, hey, look, take the politics out of it. Take the allergy, ideology out of it. In a post-industrial society, people have to understand how to think and how to use technology and all that. What, what, what is the biggest beef? What, what's the problem on the other side of the football on this? Well, they're making a lot of money off of our schools. I mean, an enormous amount of money off of our schools. I think the American Federation for Teachers got over $575 million in dues from the teachers last year. 99% of, of their political donations went to Democrats. I mean, again, I said they are the foot soldiers of the progressive far left. The American Library Association is run by a uh, self-proclaimed Marxist. She talks about it. Uh, and she's not shy. So, uh, you know, you'll hear me say, I'm going to put my, I don't need to put on a tinfoil hat. I'm just listening to what they're telling us. I'm believing what they're saying, right? And so uh, I really believe what I've seen is that the system protects the system and the system protects all of the parasites that are living off of the system. And that's really what you have here. You have the unions that are parasites. You have these consultants, which are completely grifters that uh, create uh, research to back, evidence-based research to back their interventions in schools. And the kids aren't doing better in school, even though a lot of the interventions that we're told are meant to help with academic achievement. So th the data doesn't lie. And that's really what we're going to get to at some point and what our moms are working on showing. When you look at literacy proficiency across the country, the schools are failing to teach the children to read. And so you have a lot of people that have been in control of education for a very long time and they don't want to own the harm. They're going to come up with a million excuses for educational failure like CRT, like SEL, like DEI. If only, if only, if only. American parents are saying, before you turn our children into social justice warriors, teach our children how to read. It's very simple. Tiffany, We're not asking how, for a lot. How do people <laughs> but, but I got to tell you, if people think this battle's been intense before, you ain't seen nothing. This is gonna. Oh this no, is, we're just getting this started. Is, just get. This is just getting started. 
How do mm-hmm. people find out more? I, I get asked all the time, where do they go? How do they find out about your, you, your group, the both of the, the 501c3 and the PAC? Where do they go? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a 501c4 primarily. We do have a 501c3 Moms for, Lib- Moms for Liberty Foundation. We have a program called Moms for Libraries there. You should go and check that out. Um, we also do have a, a political committee and, and we're working right now to try to fundraise for that PAC so that we can support candidates all over the country who are running for school board. Again, we're reclaiming public education and now we're doing the work of reforming it from the school board level. You see Governor DeSantis and other governors around the country. Governor Reynolds, for example, Governor Sanders, Governor Youngkin, lots of governors that are taking the helm here and really showing us it doesn't have to be like this. Our kids can actually learn in school and parents and teachers can have good relationships. So go to momsforliberty.org, check us out, join, donate if you want to donate. We're doing great work. We're going out to Iowa November 2nd. We're going to have a big rally there, 7 p.m. You can register if you're in Iowa. Come out, see Governor Reynolds. She's speaking. We're going to have a panel there. Tina Deskovich is going to be running that panel. It's going to be a great event, putting the power back in the hands of parents. Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty. Thank you. Honored to have you on here. Thank you. Okay. Tom Massey and uh, Lee Stefanik standing up to the uh, Biden regime. They want 100 days to take away this emergency order. They're saying, no, we want to do it today. Uh, Naomi Wolf's going to be here to break it down, explain everything, plus a shocking report you've got to hear about Pfizer. Next. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.